The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for these 16 weeks we've had to go over this study on studying the Bible. And as we wrap it up, we do ask your blessing. Um, In Jesus' name we pray. Okay, so we are on chapter 13. Who's got the page number in our common book for chapter 13? 122. The students' two Bibles. Yeah, Carolina doesn't work for you. You've got a different edition there, so you have to find it on your own. (laughs) The table of contents helps us, I guess. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the students' two Bibles. Um, And the idea here is we want a Bible for specifically for knowledge, for study, and we want a Bible, the way Griffith Thomas puts it, a Bible for power, a Bible that we use in our prayer and devotional life. Um, and so let's, let's get into this, the, these two. So let's first talk about this Bible for knowledge. He says, by this is meant Bible study in general and the processes and methods of Bible knowledge and information. We ought to have one Bible specially, if not exclusively, devoted to intellectual study. So um, there's a few things we want to do uh, with this. Number one, we want to, when we're, when we're going to have a Bible for study, we do want to actually cover the grounds of the Bible, right? Um, it's, there, there is definitely times for um, camping out in one particular book or a particular section or a particular topic. We talked about all that during the study. But we do want to read through the Bible. You will never know the Bible if you don't read through it. Um, our, he, he recommends different ways of doing this. Um, there, there's one he recommends has a one chapter a day, uh, goes from Genesis to Revelation. That can be really tough because once you get about halfway through Exodus, you get really bogged down. And how many have had that experience? Oh yeah, yeah. We've, we've all, many of us have tried to do that. Um, I, if you're going to do one chapter a day, it does take about three, three and a half years. I would recommend instead of just starting from Genesis and going to Revelation. Go to Zondervan, so they're one of the big Bible publishers, right? They, they own, I think they own the copyright for the NIV. Go to Zondervan's website, and they have a three-track Bible reading program. Track one gives you various two-week studies, various 14-chapter studies, like 14 days, you know, two, two weeks in Men of the Bible, two weeks in Women of the Bible, two weeks in the life of Paul, two weeks in, you know, the life of King David, whatever. So um, that's track one. And that's that's okay, but that's not going to be best for most of the folks here. Track two is a six-month overview of the Bible. It takes you about six months if you if you do it every day, and you will hit at least something from every book of the Bible. You're not going to hit everything from everything, not in six months, but you will hit something from every book of the Bible. Um, when I when I decided to get really serious about reading through the Bible, that's where I started. I was about 15 years old, and it took me about eight months to do that six-month study. Because you've got to build up the discipline, right? Um, track three is three years to get through every word of the Bible. I did this next after I finished that eight-month, six-month study, that eight months of the six-month study. And um, as I got into it, so I was probably then almost 16. I might have been late 15. Um, As I got into it, about halfway through, I realized I was really enjoying this, and I started doubling down on my chapters. So I finished that three-year study in about two, which was great. 
Um, so, and what makes that better than what Griffith Thomas is suggesting here is that he does break, it breaks up the, after you finish an Old Testament book, you're going to spend some time in the New Testament and then you're going to go back and forth. That's very helpful. That takes three years. Now, um, alternatively, you could pick up our little book. I saw you, you holding it there, Delaney. Would you wave it around? Our <laughs> something launched while you waved around. Um, our our um, our one year through the Bible using our morning and evening prayer um, that that uh, we 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 put out every year. Um, originally published in the North American Anglican, Father Michael Fry wrote this. Um, basically, I, I tweaked it a little bit by bringing back in the 30-day Psalm cycle. Um, incidentally, Father Fry is one of the candidates to be the bishop, the new bishop of um, Fort Worth, because uh, Jack Iker, Bishop Iker, is very sick, so he's retiring. Um, but so Father Fry is. I just saw that announcement. He's one of the candidates. So um, I, I, I've always I. I I've, interacted with him over this lectionary over the years. And so, um, yeah, that'd be really cool, I think. But anyway, um, that will take you through the New Testament twice in the year, the Old Testament once through the year, plus some of the, the Apocrypha. If you wanted to make it two years, you just do morning one year, you do evening the next year, right? Um, so if, 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 if doing it all in one year is a little tough, and it can be, it's easy to get bogged down. Um, and alternatively, if you just do the Old Testament and you do one of those New Testament readings, they either do morning or evening in the New Testament, but you do the Old Testament, both, both readings for the Old Testament, you will get through the Old Testament once and the New Testament once in a year. So that's helpful. Um, and one other way you might want to do this is just do every day two Old, Old Testament chapters, one New Testament chapter, and you will get through the Bible in about a year. Um, so those are ways you can get through the Bible. I like our little study here because it does do it with the context of the offices, but the offices are not Bible study, right? That's devotion, not Bible study. Um, so keeping that in mind. Okay. Um, so um, he says, side by side with this regular general reading through the Bible, there should be, if possible, special study of some book or period, but particularly of the New Testament, um, and he recommends using the, the old English prayer books, um, evening prayer or morning prayer, New Testament readings for, for doing that. Um, I, I, I would probably disagree with him there as well, because if you're doing a, a plan that gets you through the whole Bible, pick something to camp out in a little bit slower. Um, use your study Bible and all this other sort of thing. And then he says here, um, in this study of the Bible, it is essential that we should be definite in our work and that we do not merely read, but think. So we, we do want to read through the Bible regularly, but we also want to slow down, pick something, and think through it as a reading. He says, um, for example, when we have our chapter or section before us, it is well for us to ask ourselves, what is my purpose in this study? What am I going to do? Then we might go on to ask ourselves some or all of these questions. I really like these questions. Number one, do I understand the meaning of the words and phrases of the passage? 
He says, never hesitate to confess the need of a dictionary. You got them right on your phone these days, (laughs) y'all. I do that all the time. That's one of the things I like about reading electronic books is that I can um, just highlight the book, push the button, and it brings it up if I don't know uh, a word. Um, He gives some some, um, some, uh, uh, examples here. Number two, what persons and places are mentioned? What's the who? What's the where, right? Do these occur elsewhere in Scripture? Um, So he's talking history and geography. Are there any allusions to Eastern manners and customs needing elucidation? Is there something in there that's weird that we don't understand as Americans and we need to look up? Yes. Sometimes we don't understand them, but we don't know that we don't understand Well, that's true. (laughs) That's true. I mean, that that is true. Um, And, I mean, when that happens... You just wait somebody like you'll figure, yeah, you'll find, you'll find out, uh, yeah, eventually, some way or the other. I mean, that happens all the time. Um, this is an area where a good study Bible can help you with this. Um, you know, as, as much as one has to take Wikipedia with a bit of a grain of salt, I, I, I go there a lot for a lot of things, knowing that, you know, it is user-generated, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, he says here, the Bible is such an oriental, that, mean, that means eastern, not far eastern, <laughs> oriental book that many passages can only be proper, properly understood in light of eastern life. Number four, what marginal references to other passages need attention? Does it hint at another passage of scripture that we need to think about? Because scripture interprets scripture. We talked about that with the reason, tradition, and scripture thing last last week, right? How the reason in that three-legged stool that's not really a stool but more like a big wheel um, is that uh, that that you um, yeah that the uh, you use your reason to in, in that scripture interpreting scripture. Number five, is there any special doctrinal teaching on God, Christ, the Spirit, sin, grace, holiness, or eternity? So those big categories of doctrine um, that 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 we look at. Is there anything that touches on that? Number six, when reading in the New Testament, consider whether there is anything about the Old Testament. Or if in the Old Testament, am I reminded by it of anything in the New Testament? These, uh, that, that's the, those, those typologies. Well, and then he goes on to say, number seven, is there anything typical or prophetic in it? Um, so that number six is a bit more of a, he's being very specific with his typ- typology and prophetic um, bit to it. But um, yeah, again, these are all areas where a good study Bible can help you um, or, or something even more, uh, you know, more, more concrete than that. Okay, so um, then he says, you know, he talks about the, the benefit of being in a Bible class. If you're not in one of our women's studies, it's going really good. There's good stuff going on in that. Our men's studies the same way. Um, I, I was recently told what both are in, and I really liked it, but I don't remember off the top of my head now. So you'll have to consult the, uh, the leaders for that. But those are both very good resources. Um, Wednesday night right now we're in catechesis, so we're not doing a specific Bible study. Um, we'll see when we finish with catechesis what we'll do, but classroom study can be very helpful as well. Um, you know, you, then he says here, knowledge must be gathered. How may we best store the results of our study? He says, first by means of a Bible with, mollet, with margins or interleaved pages. These bigger ones with margins for writing in them, or they have blank pages facing them so you can write in them. Um, I've never owned one of those. How many of y'all have done one of those? Or maybe a journaling Bible or something like that? Y'all ever had one of those? 
oh, I'm surprised. That was totally all the rage like five years ago. Um, journaling Bibles, everybody was getting them. But, um, but you know what? This is All Saints. We don't, we don't follow trends in All Saints. <laughs> um, so, but but that, that is a thing these days where they will make Bibles specifically um, for writing your notes or journaling. Um, journaling almost implies this... Um, what does this passage say to me type of thing? Don't, don't do that. I mean, actually use it for study. Um, you know, the, the what does it say to me fluffy thing is, is, is dangerous. You, you end up with books like Jesus Calling. Don't read that book. It's a bad book. Um, yeah, those, those are not good devotions because Jesus is not saying those things. She's saying those things. That's the problem. Okay. Um, so that's one thing. Um, you could do a notebook. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Moleskine notebooks. I love my Moleskines. Um, they're overly priced, but they're really cool. Um, but yeah, notebooks can be helpful. I like notebooks that, uh, that are going to encourage me to, to keep them rather than toss them. Um, so yeah, you could do that too. Um, but he, he does say, he talks about um, different ways of marking your Bible, highlighting or marking it. Um, he says, if you're going to do that, get a very definite plan, like find a, a plan that tells you what to do on that. Because if you just do it haphazardly, you're just going to color all over your Bible and you go back to like, what did I do this for? Um, my, my student Bible that I did, that's those two tracks from Zondervan in that I got when I was 15. It's like that. It's just colorful with highlighter all over the place. I have no clue what the heck any of that meant. Um, you know, but I was 15. What did I know? So, um, yeah, yeah, adopt something intentional if you're going to do underlining and highlighting and, and, and writing in your Bibles, um, your, your margin notes. Um, and, and I'll confess, I'm not, I, don't, I don't like to write in my Bibles. This is a bit of a hangover from my time hanging out with, with the, uh, the, the um, more Jewish piety on that because, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things. Hey, this is a holy book. Don't mess with it like that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that's a very that's a very Eastern um, perspective on on holy things like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember him saying that. Well, it's the same thing when you're doing when you're dealing with with Jewish evangelism, same type of thing. And um, yeah, so I don't I don't. I like never. I don't like to write in my prayer book. I don't like to write any any of any of. I don't like to write in books. I just don't like to write in books. Um, so that's that's me. Um, I, I have used pencil to circle verses in my Psalter where they differ from the 1928 one, just so that I'll know when I'm singing through if I'm doing it. But it's a very light pencil circle over the verse number. It's a, <laughs> and that's as far as I'm going to go. Um, but but that's just me. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong, especially with those especially those Bibles that are designed for that sort of thing. Um, I don't do that. I prefer to have a notebook. Um, but that's just, again, that's just me. Um, and again, that is your Bible for study. So, I mean, if you're doing evangelism, why are you carrying on your Bible for study? I mean, you know, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You'd probably want your other Bible for that. Okay, so um, those are the things. I do want to, before we move on to the Bible for Power, um, talk about some of the benefits of electronic editions of the Bible. How many of you all do your Bible on the phone or on the iPad? Just a couple folks. I actually do more notes on my iPad version. I have the ESV um, app. 
and um, that's where I tend to do my notes. I, I, I do notes in electronic books all the time because the app lets you do that. And so then I'm reading through the box like, oh, there's a, there's a little mark on that verse telling me that I wrote a note, pull it up. Oh, that's an interesting thought, you know, cause I, and I'll usually date those thoughts too. And, and those are not constrained by the margins or the pages. Um, so I find that helpful, more helpful for me. But um, I also, when I'm doing stuff from my iPad, as you can see here, I like to have my keyboard attached to it. So, um, which says, why do you have a tablet if you want a keyboard attached to it? Why don't you just get a laptop, Isaac? Well, whatever. Um, we'll, we'll go there. Don't, don't, don't tell Steve Jobs. Um, okay. So that's the Bible for knowledge, our, our Bible for study. Questions, comments on that before we move on to our Bible for power? Okay. Yes, Don. And that's cool. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So, like when, um, so separating the, uh, your study Bible and having a regular Bible. Um, it, I remember things when I marked it up. As right. Kid, so I was thinking, you know, I'm just kind of shy. I'm like, okay, what do you, you know, it's, there's nothing marked in it. Um, and referencing back to what you had. Okay, yeah. So let's let's we'll, we'll talk about that in the next section. So that so we'll talk about why you want a Bible that is not going to be marked up, even if you're a Bible marking person, in just a little bit. So that's the next section. Um, oh, and but but if you are one of those people that does like to mark mark your Bible, um, something that might be helpful is each time you go through, get a new Bible, because then you might have okay, this was my 2019 trek through the Bible. That I was writing these, what I was thinking through as I was going through in 2019, here's my 2020, or, or whatever. Or have one, you know, however you do it. You, you can figure that out um, if you're one of those people who likes to do that. Again, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that myself for me, but, but, I, but I know a lot of people for who that's very, very helpful. Okay, let's talk about that next Bible. Why you want one that is not marked in, and that's your Bible for power. Okay, so he says, by this we mean the use of the Bible for spiritual life and power, and here we, we wish to emphasize in the strongest way the necessity and importance of having a separate Bible for devotional purposes alone, quite apart from the Bible for general study. Okay, why would we, he says, further, further we urge the imperative necessity of this devotional Bible being kept, and then he emphasizes this, entirely free from marks. Why, why, why do we do this? Well, because we need to hear from the Lord without being colored by our marks and thoughts. Yeah, you don't want to color what the Lord is speaking to you through the scriptures um, by, by your notes. Um, he says, yeah, we need to have a fresh message from God every day, and if we open our marked Bible for this, we are almost certain to find our thoughts running into the groove of former messages suggested by our marks and notes. It is only a very strong and detached mind that can overcome this tendency. And I don't know any one of us that fits that, that, that level of mental discipline. We are not in an age when um, what our, our, our entertainment habits um, cultivate mental, uh, mental strength in this particular way. We are easily distracted. Okay, so he says, In this devotional study, let us ever beware of reading the Bible with an eye to our work. That's talking to us that teach and preach. Um, when you're doing your devotions, don't think about your class that's coming up. 
Don't think about your sermon that you're teaching. That's hard, isn't it? Yeah. How many of y'all have been Bible teachers and that's been really hard to do? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that really is. And which is, which is also why it's nice to have a separate kind of plan for when you're doing your devotional studies. Um, the offices really are designed more for this. Uh, you know, the, that, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why we have the daily offices in our prayer book, um, in our thing. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the idea here is we want to build up a habit of devotional reading of the Bible as part of our prayer life, right? Uh, we, we want to, um, it, it says, he, he writes here, our personal and direct contact with the Word of God will be an exact test of our discipleship and character. The Bible is the mirror in which we see ourselves as we are, and God sees us, and it must be evident that if we never use or rarely use the mirror, we cannot be sure of our real state before God. You will never grow as a Christian if you're not in the Bible. That's, by the way, my problem with the 1945 lectionary in our prayer books, is it skips so much of this text that um, it's like trying... I have, in my, in my last house, my previous house, in the master bedroom, we had this huge mirror. Um, and uh, what with my very simple haircut, I do my own, right? <laughs> I am not going to pay someone $12 to... to, to Slap a number one on a, on, a, on a Clippers and just knock it through, right? Um, surrendering to the inevitable, um, these Reberg genes. There's a, there's a verse in the Old Testament that says he's bald, but he's clean. So there we go. <laughs> so with a little hand mirror and that huge mirror in our master, master bathroom, I could see any angle of my head just by kind of moving my head or moving that little hand mirror. It's no big deal. All the way around, 365 degrees. Yeah, 365 degrees. 360 degrees. Not a mathematician here. Um, (laughs) Our new master bathroom only has a typical uh, medicine cabinet mirror. And to make it worse, it's in three panels because it has three little doors. Much, much harder to see what I'm doing. Um, much, much harder to see what I'm doing. Um, imagine if it was also broken, or maybe all I was dealing with was two little mirrors rather than, you know, two even smaller mirrors. So that's the kind of thing that happens if we don't, you know, to our spiritual life if we're not in the Bible um, devotionally, right? Okay. Um, so, and, and this is the kind of thing that is as beneficial as doing your devotionals with your family is, doing your devotional stuff in part of the offices publicly here in the parish, you need some time alone for prayer and reading as well. Um, You you really do. Okay. And he gives us some questions that we should think about as we get into those devotional, um, or suggestions rather. He says, first of all, open all such occasions with prayer for the Holy Spirit's light. That's why I do like doing this devotional reading in the context of daily prayer um, with our offices. Number two, ask to be guided to some definite thought for yourself. Ask the Lord to show you something, right? Something that for, for you. 
dwell prayerfully on this thought thus given. Is it a counsel, a precept, a warning, a promise, an experience, a command? And, and don't just look for, I mean, don't, don't do the Jesus calling thing. For, you know, the, you know, look for something that the text actually tells you. <laughs> something that's in the Bible. That's from the Lord directly, is if it's in the Bible. Look, how, how does this apply for you? And ask the Holy Spirit to show you that. Uh, number four, when its meaning is clear, use it as the basis. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, we are number four. When its meaning is clear, use it as the basis of a prayer for grace to realize it in experience. Um, you're not going to apply the scriptures without the Lord's grace. So pray for that grace, that he would help you with that. Um, number five, yield the whole soul in full surrender to its truth and power. Um, we come to the Bible to submit to it, not the other way around, right? Number six, link on it to truths already known and thereby strengthen the chain of experience. Um, the stuff that you know that you know that you know from the easy parts of Scripture, um, link those harder things as you learn them as you're going through this devotional study as the Lord shows you them to those easier things. Trust God to reproduce it in your life that day. So that's the, um, that, those, are good, those, are good, those are good suggestions. Those are good studies. Okay, five minutes and we are at the end of our story. So questions, thoughts, comments. Um, for anything that we've talked about over the last 16 weeks, but especially these, these two Bibles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I really like these kind of studies that teaches us, because something we forget, we know, but we forget because life is happening. Um, and we're like, oh, yes, we need to go back and do this. You know, so I think it's very important. These are, the foundation is very important. Um, like I said, I, I, bought, I bought this book originally on... I didn't buy it. I just got it on, on EPUB, which is the, the, the format for ebooks that Apple uses. Um, that's where all my notes are in, for the book. Um, when I did decide to buy it physically years ago, and it was like six bucks on Amazon, as part of buying it for six bucks, I was like, oh, you know, for, for 50 cents more, you can get the Kindle as well. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, what's 50 cents? Um, so I, I've got this in, you know, hard copy, two different electronic copies because I did find it so helpful when I first read through it. And it's short. I mean, it's, it's, we've, we've taken 16 weeks. There's no need to take 16 weeks to go through this book again. Um, if you do it at home, you know, spend a week, you know, just doing, doing it leisurely, do a chapter a day and get through it in, in, in a week and a half. It's, it's easy enough or two weeks, whatever. Um, so yeah, this, this is, this is something that I, I think I find this is, this is a book I need to re, re, revisit and it's not particularly profound. It's not, it's not complex. It's actually very simple, but you know what? That's, that's the way, you know, scripture as profound as scripture is. Um, one of the truths we get from the reformation is even the, the plowboy can, can understand the scripture for the most part. You know, and that, that we, we need to, that, and we, and it's just a matter of getting into it. It's just a matter of, of putting, putting in that, that effort. Um, again, that, that regular going through it is super helpful. Um, any, any, any other thoughts? Three minutes. Delaney. Is there a reason this isn't in order? Like, we go from Numbers to Joshua. 
Okay, um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a couple reasons why, why our, our one-year lectionary that we have is not fully in order. Um, in the morning prayer, we start with, um, in the Old Testament, it starts with Genesis, which is the first book in our Bibles. But in the evening prayer, it starts with Job, which is the first book that was written, of the, it's the oldest of the Old Testament books. And so the reason why he didn't go through, um, he didn't move on to Deuteronomy after Numbers, from, from what I understand, is that after spending six months in the Torah, he wanted, if you're only doing morning prayer, uh, if, you're only, if you're using morning prayers at year one, to get to other parts of the Old Testament, rather than spending a whole year only in the Torah. Especially since Deuteronomy restates a lot of what is going on in um, in the other four books, in the, in the other well, really Exodus through through Numbers. Um, so you start on Deuteronomy while you're in evening prayer, while you're still working through Numbers in morning prayer. If you're doing it the the, the, the year through, that way you get a bit of the law in both morning and evening. Or again, if you're doing it as a year one, year one and year two. Um, that that's why he did it that way. Um, I don't know if that's the best way. I mean, you could organize it in different ways, but, but that, that's the way why he did it that way. Um, and in, 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 in the New Testament, he, he did it in such a way that you are pretty much alternating between Gospels and Epistles, and so that you're always reading, almost always, reading from the Gospel in one of your offices if you're doing both offices. But again, you do cycle through the whole New Testament in both morning prayer and evening prayer. Um, it's just, they, he starts the cycle six months apart. Is that helpful? Informative. Yeah, it's a, yeah well, yeah, informed. That's, yeah, that, that might be better. I, I do know that there, there have been times when I've been frustrated by that aspect as well. I think he did the same kind of thing, like you're, you're finishing up 1 Corinthians while starting 2 Corinthians rather than doing it back-to-back. -back. I did find that a little annoying. But, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a suggestion. Um, and and it's, it is a lot better than, than our 1945. If you are going to use the 1945 lectionary for your daily readings, for your devotional reading, um, have some way that you're cycling through the whole scriptures too, even if you're doing that three-year through. And I would very much recommend adopting the monthly psalm cycle um, the psalms are going to be huge for your spiritual formation. Um, getting those just up in you is very helpful for, for, for your spiritual formation. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's very, very Benedictine in the best possible way. All right, well then, um, with that in mind, I will see you all in Mass or next week. And remember, we are going to do our rogation Day, beating of the bounds next Sunday. God bless you all.